0: to another episode of the First Issue Club, the weekly podcast where we talk about the best issues of a series, the first one. We are a weekly reading group that comes straight to your ears to talk to you about comic books, and we love it. We love it so much. We appreciate you. We love you. We hope you're doing okay, and we are ready to talk about some comic books. But first, before that, let's get some stuff out of the way. Planet Comic Con for Kansas City is coming up, and we can finally announce that we have a panel. We're doing some trivia. Yeah! Some MCU no neck beard trivia. If you don't know what a neck beard is, Neckbeard neck beard is an uber fan that doesn't want anyone to have any fun. <laughs> they have to be the gatekeeper of all the knowledge. They're not allowed. Not allowed. We want people to have fun. We want uh, quote unquote casual fans to come and hang out there and just go. try to answer some questions. So if you're in Kansas City, uh, March 20th through 22nd, and you got some time to kill, Going to Planet Comic Con. You can have a neck beard, just don't bring that vibe with you. Yeah, if you want to, if that's your aesthetic, just a beardy neck. Yeah, that's cool. I've been there. Yeah, hey man, it Uh, was a it was a look for a while. It was was a vibe. I was twenty two once too. I'm feeling twenty (laughs) two. Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. All right. I've I haven't really heard much from her lately, as far as new albums. I knew she had a new one come out, but I didn't really dive into it. She did. Did you listen to it? At Critical all? acclaim. Yeah, I
1: listened to it. I didn't like it as much as her album before, mm-hmm. um, but she had the movie come out recently. What movie? Have you not heard about this? She had a Netflix movie. She did. Yeah, it was good. Oh, it was like a documentary. Documentary thing? about oh, okay, because like yeah. Lady
0: Gaga did that a couple years ago. Yes.
1: The funny thing I keep hearing that the Lady Gaga documentary made people not like Lady Gaga. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and, the Whoops. Ta- and the Taylor Swift documentary is doing the opposite. I'm mostly hearing people say, like, oh, fuck yeah, she's great. Well, good for them. You know what's something really weird that I never thought I would say? Recently,
0: Justin Bieber came out with an album. Yeah. And, like, on a whim, I listen to it just because every Friday new music comes out. Yeah. And I like to see what's out there. Got to be part of the convo. There are some fucking slappers on that is thing. Is there? Like, He's got his radio hits, but there are some songs on there that are just like, holy fuck, this is actually like really good. Yeah, he's got a song with Quavo. He's got a song with, um, who made beer bongs and Bentleys? Post Malone. Post Malone, sorry, yeah, yeah. he had an album, uh, a song with Post Malone that's actually pretty good. So, okay, if you guys are trepidatious about checking out the new Justin Bieber album, uh, worry no more. It's actually pretty good. It's
1: got the Greg stamp of approval. Boom.
0: The next stamp of approval is the Patreon that we have. So much extra content, interviews. Extra episodes, videos, we got all kinds of crazy stuff up there. And for the price of a comic, each month, you get access to all the special episodes that we don't have time for mm-hmm. on the regular episode. Woo! We've done a lot of, like, countdowns of, like, the first issues of the week.
1: Yeah, we can't, we cover, we try to cover two on this show. Mm-hmm. And the runoff sometimes is hiding the best first issue from that week. It really is. Yeah. There's been multiple weeks where we like, get shit, done and we're like fuck we covered, covered the wrong that book one, yeah <laughs> uh
0: and then i guess my last final business is mike when is my body going to feel better i'm 34 i just turned 34 yeah. and magically my back hurts a mm-hmm. lot
1: yep this is part of aging uh you go to the doctor and you say my back hurts and mm-hmm. they say sorry you're in your mid 30s <laughs> you're no, not really sick you're just there's old no medicine there's no procedures that's just how life is now.
0: <laughs> you just kind of have to deal with it, mm-hmm. you old millennial. Um, well, Mike, we do have a strange
1: episode up ahead. Oh, I see what you're doing. Very,
0: very strange.
1: How many other uh, comic book podcasts do you think are doing the same thing we're doing right now? Hopefully
0: Zero. <laughs> Hopefully we're the trailblazers <laughs> it's, here it's with our strange st- episode. It's hard to stay away from. <laughs> but before we get into it, we actually read some news that we want to talk about beforehand. Oh yeah.
1: So why don't you leave with the thing that you showed me? Oh my just gosh. Now. Yeah. My phone was just popping off about the Eternals news that just hit that uh, one million moms is boycotting over a same-sex kiss in the movie. If you don't know what one million moms is They're like an ultra conservative group that has people sign petitions to try to get you to not go see things that aren't what they consider good conservative family values. Which is bullshit. And I fucking doubt it's one million moms. Yeah. Well, no, you're probably right. More like a couple thousand angry psychos, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because well doesn't it do the thing like when like Tipper Gore put the um like parental warnings on CDs with like foul language yeah it just made people want to listen to the album more
1: Right you're exactly right
0: And so this is nothing but good for the Eternals movie
1: I you know what you're probably right It's sad to see that there's disgusting people out there Yeah thinking that they're going to keep people from seeing this um, one of the quotes from this article says, Marvel has decided to be politically correct instead of providing family-friendly programming. Barf. What is politically incorrect with loving someone? I hate the idea, too, that people think creators and artists are sitting in a room and saying, well, we have to be politically correct. Yeah. And we're going to have to... You know, pander to the liberal media. <laughs> the mainstream media. If you're ultra conservative, then maybe you think I sound like Sheeple, but I just can't imagine yeah. creatives... You sound like a crackpot. ...having conversations like that and, you know, not just being genuinely excited about representation. Uh,
0: another thing that is kind of causing worry, not amongst a million moms, but yeah. maybe 60 million Americans... <laughs> Is coronavirus is sweeping the nation. Yeah, I know. Uh, We just got word that Emerald City Comic Con has been delayed until the summertime. Um, Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's
1: a great way to do it. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I, I can't believe they didn't announce that earlier. Yeah. Like- Every so many people have paid for their tickets. So many people have made plans to do this thing. It's such a big money yeah. grab. Yeah. Not just for the convention and the organizers. I'm sure I think Reed Pop probably puts it on like mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. But uh for the city itself, you have such like an influx of people staying downtown and yeah. visiting your urban core and all that stuff. So it sucks to not have this influx of tens of thousands of people. So yeah. move it. Yeah. You
0: still get the money, but there's a crisis
1: right now. Yeah. I know there's a lot of
0: banter going on about how coronavirus isn't very much different than the flu, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to.
1: We had <laughs> we had someone in my office today who just got back from a trip to Europe, and their original plans were to go to Italy. Not anymore. <laughs> and, and they came back to the office today, and everyone was like, fuck, was that person just in Italy? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are they doing back here? And everyone was like, oh, wow the hell are we thinking? Um but her plans had changed. Oh thank god. She did not go to Italy and everyone rested at ease today. Did you see the the
0: latest news about Italy? There's a countrywide quarantine. It's fucking crazy. You cannot leave the fucking country. It's nuts. That is buck wild. Yeah, I
1: cannot Im- imagine. That is it's it's uh it's unnerving, I'll say that. It is. I'm traveling Next week to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. And I got to fly through Chicago, which is an international airport. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's it's it hasn't been something that's really on my radar. Hasn't felt like a something to be scared of as mm-hmm. an American to mm-hmm. me yet. Yeah. Um. But as that gets closer, and the more it's on the news, the more I'm like, man, in a week from now, are there going to be? Hundreds of more cases across the states, and am I going to be freaked out? Are they going to be talking about canceling my flight? Yeah. So, you know, moving a comic con is the least of our problems. Yeah, <laughs> right
0: but it, I mean, it is telling that Seattle thought it was such a yep. intense problem that
1: they have decided to postpone it. We don't know if Planet's going to be postponed or not. Yeah, Planet Comic Con in Kansas City is what you know. We're I think we're hosting a couple panels. And, yeah, two or three, mm-hmm. and doing our own. Panel at the con and you know we might have creators drop out that we're supposed to interview and yeah that would um, be
0: such a fucking bummer
1: it would but you know who knows maybe they'll move maybe they'll move it back maybe it's yeah uh, in a month from now not as big of a bugaboo for the Midwest yeah time
0: will tell and only time nah I think you know what I think I know what time it is this podcast started. It's time to get straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And get this podcast started. <laughs>
1: Strange Adventures is on DC's Black Label imprint.
0: Is it really? hmm
1: But it's in a normal format.
0: That's yep. interesting.
1: Yep. I just noticed that. Hmm. So a little more subversive than normal.
0: Which goes with this book. Yeah.
1: It certainly does. It's written by Hotshot Tom King. Ever heard of him? With Gerards and uh, Shaner. Ever heard of him? As well. Uh, quite a killer team. I think uh, right off the bat, before we even get into a synopsis of the book, I'm going to say Tom King coming out swinging like he normally does. Yep. Uh, his first issues are normally hot, hot, hot. hmm And this one is hitting the same areas all over my body, and I'm getting the tingles. Right.
0: He He knew his audience. He has cultivated an audience, and he did not disappoint his no. audience for this.
1: Do you think his books typically- uh, how would I want to say this in it? do they live up to the hype that they've built early for you?
0: Um. So the, typically the first issues of Tom King books are just like little, little tiny tastes. Yeah. He he promises you like a full course meal, but he gives you like the after dinner mint first. Mm-hmm. Of just like, just so you get a little taste of it, a little yeah. taste of what we're going to have here. And then, so I'm not really like completely blown away by the first issues, but he's proven time and time again he knows how to craft a story. Yeah. He knows how to hook you, he knows how to take you down paths you didn't think you were going to go down. So even though the first issues may not, you know,
1: blow me out of the water, I'm still in for this story. I feel like the first issues of his books normally blow me out of the water the most. Really? And then as we move through the story, I I love the way the guy tells the story, mm-hmm. but it's almost like I get so overhyped from the, <laughs> from the early issues yeah. that there's no way for them to like pay off to my like unbelievable expectations I've built for myself. Right. That's not to say like I love uh you know, vi- the visions and mm-hmm. um Heroes in Crisis yep. and Mr. Miracle Mr. Miracle, yeah. For, for what they were as standalone things. But uh all of those—that's uh, just the trouble with being like such a good comic book writer—is that not everything's gonna be uh, eleven out of ten, right? And and, we, and, and I, I, my expectations for all his books are so high just because he's so fucking good.
0: And it was crazy to me that people weren't that impressed with Heroes in Crisis. I know it was so good. It was it was a weird thing I was experiencing on the internet of just people were just like dogging it. They were dogging it for like the worst reasons yeah and it's just like in the, in in the you know little biosphere that tom king has presented to you in this 1 through 9 1 through 12 series like mm-hmm. it's fucking genius what he did <laughs> so get over whatever fucking hang up you have yeah about what he supposedly did to your favorite character aka Wally West and realize that what he just crafted for you was fucking brilliant oh
1: no one else would have done it No, no, no. Uh, So you're getting something really unique. Mm It doesn't ruin any other comics that have been written. Nope. It's very standalone. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, love, love what he does with revisiting format. Yeah. He'll introduce something in a storyline and then keep going back to that situation over and over again. Right. And the more it happens, the more impactful that becomes. Mm -hmm. in those rooms... That are like dead on, and the nine panel uh-huh. grids were just beautiful, and the way you heard the characters talk was just unlike yeah. how you've heard them talk in other stories. Yeah. So there's a million things about that series to love. Yeah,
0: and like so, if you don't know Tom King by now, he he really explores trauma and past trauma. Yeah. And we're getting a lot of trauma here in this new Strange Adventures. And we're also, and you may not know this, Tom King has ser- served in the military, and so he has that background. And I think we're going to get a lot of that in this Strange Adventures book, which I'm really excited for him to explore more in this format. Yeah. And how the story goes is you have this book ac- actually has two illustrators on it, and his his flashbacks to his past life on Ron are a different artist, and in the present time is a different artist. Yeah. Which is a great way to kind of break up those scenes and kind of tell you where you are in the story without having to do like a, you know, a little little square in the bottom of the frame that says, 12 years ago.
1: Yeah. And one thing I love about the stylistic choices of each Mm -hmm. is that the flashbacks look very Flash Thompson. Yeah. Brighter colors. Mm -hmm. They just feel nostalgic. So it puts you in like, a 60s mindset, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just immediately, you're like- A simpler time. This is in the past. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, I didn't know very much about Adam Strange, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I agree. If you listen to us a lot by now, you know that we're mostly Marvel people, Mm -hmm. and we dip into DC as much as we can, throwing out our cup of tea, so Adam Strange was a little different character. I read his, like, when they were doing the Villains United stuff, um, a long time ago and um, it was cool I liked it but I didn't really you know hang on to it that much so it's gonna be interesting to uh, get to know this character again in a different lens yeah um, I was I had like I said I had no idea w- about his history so I had no idea that his, his backstory and becoming a superhero was he was hit by like a ray of radiation mm-hmm. and then transported to a whole fucking different galaxy yeah right and then once that radiation wears off, he gets zapped back to where he back was back to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Which what a fuck.
1: <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. And this book follows him on a book tour. I mean, that's where it starts. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, he's looked at as a hero and mm-hmm. people are talking about him going up for office, be it like a, you know, local position or even like president yeah. of the United States and it's yeah, he's seen as an intergalactic hero. Right, exactly. It's so funny to take that idea of superhero and bring them back down to earth mm-hmm. and say I mean, he seeing him go from like hotel room to hotel room <laughs> and repeat the scene over and over again like we were talking about how Tom King does when mm-hmm. he's sitting at the table and he's saying, "Hi, I'm, I'm Adam." Like, "Can I sign your book?" Can I sign your book? <laughs> And, like how repetitive does that have to yeah, be for someone that he just kind of seems like a uh you know a washed up celebrity at that point and and it really centers him back in in reality, which is hard to do with some of these like really big characters. We did a really good job of just making him relatable like yeah. super fast
0: yeah, and w- which is what Tom King is great at. Mm-hmm. He kind of takes away this prestige of being a quote unquote superhero yep. and really focuses on
1: the human of the superhuman. Yep. We So you and I both needed some Adam Strange backstory. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I'd love to hear from somebody, and if anyone on Twitter is a big Adam Strange fan already. Yeah. If I'm wondering if this book hit you entirely differently. Yeah, please scream at us. <laughs> because the... The backstory didn't seem tedious or forced, Mm-mm. which it often does in comics mm-hmm. when um, we're trying to give you a quick recap of who somebody is, right. and then uh, also start something new with that person right. all in one, you know, thirty-five page story. So, I I would love to know if DC people are saying like, ah, you're hitting me over the head with this origin story again, or if it yeah. was. Or if it seemed as seamless as it did to me.
0: I mean, it seemed super quick, just yeah. like the quick explanation of it all. Mm-hmm. And so I hope no one's really bummed out about it. It seemed pretty self-explanatory and right. simple. They re- didn't really linger on it. But um, I guess so like the the what's happening in this book is he's doing this book tour like we talked about. Right. And then there's like this psycho fan midway through that is accusing him of these like essentially war crimes yeah. that he has committed. Right. And we kind of slowly see this social media backlash fallout and yeah backlash happened and how he kind of deals with that and then later on in the book the psycho fan that has accused him of these war crimes shows up dead yeah and then it's a bigger problem now because people are now speculating that Adam Strange Mm -hmm. killed this man
1: I know to make matters worse for Adam the guy's Head was blasted off by like a photon cannon or something. <laughs> so it's like not many of those on Earth. Very outer space sort of weapon, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the scene
0: where he goes to Batman and he says, "Batman, you know me.
1: You're the greatest detective in the world. Yeah, clear my name." It was, it was such good character building for me to see how important his ego mm-hmm. is to himself mm-hmm. and uh how insecure he is in the time like this and he really his public perception really matters to him be it for book sales or you know just feeling good about himself yeah just you know his what public I mean? persona in general like you'd think if no one really accused batman of murdering somebody and everyone just thought he murdered somebody <laughs> i don't think batman would be like oh, clear my name yeah
0: i didn't do it i swear <laughs> i
1: didn't do it um he'd be like yeah i probably did so it i think it shows you a, a little bit of a fragile side of this character and that he's a maybe a personality type that even though he's been a war hero yeah can maybe lose control of himself a little bit are you saying that superheroes have egos as well? <laughs> Surprise. Maybe super egos, <laughs> which is you know something that's been explored before, but you know uh, it's it's normally pretty fresh. I feel like when it's yeah when we when we do get it and it's done right. I mean, not the the idea that your hero isn't altruistic is something that just makes comics a lot better. Yeah. And, it's it's that's always a fun trope to explore
0: no mm-hmm. matter what the superhero is or how many times I've seen it just getting down to the human component of the superhero is like fucking rad. Yep. And then um uh so the stinger of this book is he actually does get someone who is going to investigate his him and like the things that are surrounding him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's uh, Mr. Terrific. Yep. Mr. Fairplay himself. Yes, exactly, right. Maybe the the, second smartest man in the DC universe.
1: You see the fair play. uh, Sleeve. Sleeve, leather jacket sleeve. Yeah. To end the book. And he's like, hi, I'm Michael. (laughs) I'm on your case. Uh, And I think he's technically the third smartest man. In DC? In DC. Oh, okay. Who's the- I can't remember what the order is. Uh Uh-oh. Put you on the spot. Well- we'll talk about it later.
0: Okay. Cuz it will it's just sit here fodder, and linger yeah. on it. <laughs>
1: Ooh, <who else laughs> hmm. <Huh>. Hmm. <laughs> Is it crypto? <laughs> he can fetch. So that's another um not often explored DC character, right? Yeah. So I think it's fun to throw the two of them together. Yeah. And
0: I've always liked Mr. Terrific. I thought he was a cool character. Yeah. He's currently in the Terrifics. Yep. Right now on DC, which is mm-hmm. apparently a great book. I haven't read it, but I'll get it in trade maybe. Yep. I I enjoyed this book. I typically enjoyed Tom King's stuff anyway. Yep. So this really wasn't um, much of a departure from his stuff. Yep. Uh, so I'm excited to see where it goes. It's a limited, obviously. Uh, so Tom King is basically the sole reason that DC is able to keep the lights on. But with his <laughs> recent Batman run, Heroes in Crisis, the new Cat and Bat series he has coming out with Catwoman and Batman. Rumor is that she's pregnant. Oh, With Batman's baby. Hey, now. We got a Bat-baby. <laughs> what a weird, I hate that voice. Sounds like a shock jock. Hey, everybody, we got a Bat-baby.
1: Uh, do you think there's any sliver of chance that Adam Strange did do this? Um, Here's the thing about
0: war. Here we go. War it fucking sucks. Yeah. And it makes people- Hot take. Yeah, really. <laughs> sizzling. It makes people do things that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, have to kill people. Right. Did Adam Strange kill people? Yeah. Yeah. We saw it in this comic book, actually. Mm-hmm. That's just the fodder of war. Did he do certain hate crimes that he's accused of? I think we'll find out maybe not to the extent that people think, but he is ashamed and hiding
1: something. That seems more likely to me than the fact that he would come for this guy, and maybe it's someone close to him that came for this dude. Yeah. But there's a part of me, you know, that thinks that trope of like these things look like monsters mm-hmm. and we're just killing them willy-nilly. Yeah. Are are we really the bad guys here? Like is Indiana Jones the bad guy because oh he's you know raiding a sacred temple and taking these artifacts that have been with native peoples yeah. for like he's literally <laughs> stealing hundreds of years he's just plucking like, them. this does not belong to you right and i'll these, take better care of it the yeah, white
0: man i'll put it in my big house
1: yeah. these people not having a you know a written history doesn't entitle you to owning what they've created so, yeah, you hear that archaeologists out there <laughs> knock it off. So, in the same sense, when he's just like these uh rock creatures and the people who are fighting alongside them are getting just blown up left and right with right. ray guns, right? Are do they have an honest to god stake in uh this planet and has it been taken from them and unrightfully so? And does that make Adam Strange, yeah, uh, Guy who was just thrown to another planet and didn't understand the situation and has been fighting on the on the wrong side of this thing.
0: Yeah, I mean he he basically just fought with the side that he landed on when he was beamed down. Right. Who knows how the story would have gone if he would have wound up on Rock Lizard territory. Yep, right. <laughs> so one one final thing I want to mention about this book that we didn't get to, while they're making their escape from the planet, yeah. Ron or Ran or however you want to pronounce it. Yep the gamma ray starts to wear off, and he is literally beaming back to Earth from the ship that his family is escaping in. Yeah. So uh, that will obviously be explored more. Yep. And so we'll probably get more story about his wife, his kid,
1: his Yeah, I don't know what happened to his kid. We're led to believe that his kid is dead. Dead or missing or something. Yeah, and I don't know if that's... Maybe that's long-time DC canon. Yeah, but I'm interested to figure out more about that. Maybe I'll do some googling. Yeah, on it later. Can't wait to read more of this.
0: Totally. That was Strange Adventure. If you're a DC head and you hated that review, please let us know on the Twitter <laughs> first issue club. Next up, we have Strange Academy by our good friend and local guy, Scotty Young and Huberto Ramos. Um, This is pretty self-explanatory. It is a school for witches and wizards to learn about their powers and how to use them for good and or bad. Yep. Now, that may sound a little familiar, because it sounds a little bit like Harry Potter, but it's not. And a million other things and a million other Magical <laughs> yeah. Academy books or TV shows, but this is different because it's on Marvel, and we're covering it. And my
1: first initial thought is, that was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. wasn't bad. Yep. Uh, it was in stark contrast of Strange Adventures. Yeah. In that, you know, you pointed out that Tom King doesn't have to do a lot to give you that little taste that's going to set up Mm -hmm. like an epic story. Mm -hmm. Whereas this first issue did a ton. A lot of
0: exposition for this book.
1: Yeah. So much just like character introduction. Um, But I'll I'll pay it the compliment that it it wasn't the most tedious character introduction uh -uh. that I've read in a comic book. So a lot of times when you're throwing like eight new characters together as a team, I think every writer would love to be able to say, I'm gonna start with one character and one issue and slowly build Yeah. This, It'd be nice if that could happen for this, this book. narrative together, but you can't No. It's just unrealistic for a lot of creators. This was a literal fucking shotgun blast of new characters. There's so many new characters and existing characters that it's like, oh also Yeah, you know, magic's gonna be in this and Scarlet Witch and Nico Minoru and Hellstrom and all these magic characters throughout the MCU. Oh, my and, God. And if that's your cup of tea, you're- Yeah. Um, you're probably jizzing your pants right now. Yeah, exactly. There were even um, mindless ones in this that they call They call one of them the mindful one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't he like the cafeteria worker or like the kitchen worker he's, or something? Like, yeah, he's like the chef or something. <laughs> and so mindless ones are like the cooks here. Uh, so I'm I'm interested in that. I've never heard of the mindful one. I haven't either. So- I'll have to look that up, too. I'll have to get a, a mindful one first appearance. <laughs> um, Scott, Scotty
0: Young yeah. knows how to write playful dialogue for young teens. Yeah. We've seen this before in his work. We, we covered Bully Wars about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and he just knows the tone
1: for young kids trying to find their way. Does it feel like this comic book is not for you? Because of that?
0: No, but I feel like I would probably benefit from it more if I was younger. Yes, I agree. I think he wrote it for you know all ages, essentially. Yep. But if I was maybe my late teens, early 20s, uh-huh. I could see this book really just hitting me yep. pretty good. Right and, in the sweet spot.
1: And I don't know if it's just my nostalgia. Um Umberto Ramos was one of the first comic book artist that i fell in love with yes and something about his work puts me back at like being a 12 13 year old he has such a distinct style yeah very stylistic which i think lends itself well to these like magical yeah absolutely sort of stories a lot of some of the independent books that he's written have been like very um fantasy fantasy in a sense of like fairy tale yes yeah yeah, yeah. so this is you know both of these Creators are suited very well for this book,
0: yep. and I think Marvel knew that.
1: <laughs> yes, totally. I even think some of the lettering decisions, like uh-huh. the there are some pages where the lettering is just much larger than you would typically see yeah. in a normal comic, right? Yep. Which just also adds that vibe of it being young.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, an interesting thing here that we now know is canon for, um, for the Marvel Universe, uh, Dormammu fucks. <laughs> He fucks, and not only does he fuck, he has produced an offspring, and he goes to this school. Yeah, and he's a little bit of a shit. Yep, which is good. You don't you don't expect him to be a good goody two shoes. No,
1: totally. I love the diversity of characters they've thrown together, and that yeah, not everybody is hunky dory with each other yet. Yeah, you've got one. I mean, one of the students is a frost giant, and the and there's tw- mm-hmm. there's twin like. Preppy douchebags from are, Asgard or Asgardian. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you have a favorite character out of the new ones that were introduced? Or have you not really connected with anyone quite as uh, much yet?
1: I haven't necessarily connected with anyone yet. Yeah. And I th- I'm i sure as this book plays out, you'll have characters that'll gain a real audience. Mm hmm. Um, but. Like we said, since we're shotgun blasting them, yeah, it was really hard to make a connection with the characters. Yeah. I, I was I was mostly on the page with just like trying to get their name straight.
0: Yeah, their names and personalities. Right. There were, I I really like the character of Desi, who is Despair from Limbo. She looks yes. like uh, Ali Sheedy. Yes, from Breakfast Club. Totally, to my little emo princess. You're
1: exactly right. That's a great call.
0: And I, she is so melancholy. Yep. And you know, downtrodden. I just, I, I protect, I protect her. I stand her. I want her to be safe through this entire journey. But there's so many great characters. There's well, the twins I'll, from Asgard. Yeah, well, go ahead.
1: I'll say too. Desi had probably the most intriguing scene in the entire book for me. Oh yeah. When she goes up to her. Roommate Mm -hmm. and is like I know. Oh, don't worry. I I don't tell secrets. I like keeping them bottled up is my whole thing. That's my burden. Yeah, Yeah. it's my burden. So you're safe with me. So already a little intrigue. Yeah, and you're just like, ooh, what does she know? Uh, I like the character
0: from Uh Weird World, the little water guy that was like just immediately dove into the pond. Yep. I was like, what is this guy's deal? Mm -hmm. I love him. Yep. So. I mean, the new characters that are presented are are fun. Yep, they're teens. They're gonna have a lot of different personalities, a lot of different ideas. Um, I think this is gonna be great. I think this is gonna be a interesting book for Scotty Young and Huberto to really explore and really kind of do what they want with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. There's an there's an upcoming event for Marvel, not Empire. It's called Outlawed, which means anyone in the Marvel Universe under 21 is outlawed from being like oh, a, superhero? a superhero yeah and at the Marvel panel that we went to at c2e2 someone was just like well is like strange Academy gonna be affected by that it's kind of young kind of had to be like I know uh, like they're kind of in their own thing right now so yeah. like it like to me when he was explaining it was just like this sounds like a logistical nightmare yeah like this sounds like a timeline Book waiting to happen. Uh-huh. And so I don't, you know, envy them on that end, but I am um, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about this. This seems like a really
1: fun story to be told. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're a Doctor Strange fan and a um, fan of the creators, magical side, oh, right, creators yeah. and stuff, you're going to dig this. And I also think there's going to be Marvel fans who say, not for me, and stick with. Obviously, you have people who are just like I just read X Men, right? <laughs> and and they're not going to read anything else ever right. for any reason. If it doesn't involve Daredevil, I don't read it. But I but I think for sure, uh, younger readers and and fans of Marvel Mystic Arts are like really really gonna yeah love this and stick out stick it with it for the long haul.
0: I hope it lasts. I hope it lasts because Marvel does a really good job with their young heroes. We've seen this with Champions and yep. Young Avengers, mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool to watch this stuff unfold. And hopefully, we own a book that is worth
1: one hundred dollars because
0: <laughs> of all these first appearances. I know.
1: Well, and that's one thing I appreciate too. And it's not easy for a creator to come in and say, "I'm going to introduce all these new things," instead of just cherry picking characters from pre existing places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which can also be – I don't want to downplay that too much. Right, yeah, yeah, That can be really tough to say, ooh, who logistically works with other events and stories that are going on right now, Oh, God. I do not – yeah. Mm. But I also – it can be um, a little tired after a while to just say, like, oh, here are your four, five, six favorite names that all have something in common, and here's a book with them, and then we're going to mix them all up again and slap a new name on it. And call it the same thing. Here yeah. we've got the opportunity to, like, really do something new and fresh um, from these guys. And yeah. I think the book's going to benefit from that. I am excited to see, like, the guest lecturers they bring in that they kind of tease with Scarlet
0: Witch yep. and Magic and um, all those great magical uh, possessors of the Marvel Universe. Yep. I think that opens up to a lot of
1: hijinks yep. to be had. We'll probably see some relationship stuff, too. Ooh, yes. Not, Everybody loves a relationship book. I know. None of that was really teased in this first issue, but um, yeah, we got to get it, Scotty. <laughs> Scotty, if you're listening,
0: please give us some teenage give angst some and relationships. Romance. Yes. <laughs> some smooching, some hugging, <laughs> some awkwardness. That's all we want. Yeah. Well, that was a pretty strange episode, Mike. It was. I agree. If I had to rate it, is like
1: 11 out of 10 strange. Wow. That was pretty fucking strange. That rating is... So strange, it's off the normal meter.
0: What do you call it strange?
1: <laughs> I'd call it strange. Oh, thank you. Like we said at the top,
0: Patreon, we got it. Please subscribe, rate, and review five stars. We'll be at Planet Comic Con this year, 2020, March 20th through 22nd. We have like three panels we're doing some really cool panels. We're doing trivia, we have this uh, artist panel where we get to talk about the covers from different artists. I think Art Germ is going to be one of them, which is very fucking exciting. And Adam Hughes, I think. Is he confirmed yet? I
1: think he's been confirmed. He was that, on the bubble last I heard. But I think he's confirmed. That would be fucking great. We
0: get to do a panel with Adam Hughes, which is fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. And we do a couple other panels about art and stuff, which is really exciting. Also, uh, we have or uh, another local podcast, Two Views Movie Podcast. Yep. Check them out. They've invited us to uh, invite you guys in the Kansas City area to a special screening of New Mutants, April 2nd, at the Blue Springs 8. We have tickets. We have very few tickets left. Uh, People have been kind of blowing up our DMs asking for tickets, so uh, thank you for reaching out and uh, getting those tickets. We have a few left, so if you're interested and you got time on April 2nd at 7.30, hit us in the DMs, and we'll
1: get you some tickets to go see New Mutants with us and Two Views Movie Podcast. Come watch a new movie with some like-minded people and talk about it afterwards. Are we doing like a panel or something afterwards? I don't know.
0: They suggested it. Okay. I think there are microphones available. Yeah. So if we drink enough during the movie, we'll talk for as <laughs> maybe, long as people want.
1: Maybe we'll get up there. Uh, at a minimum, we can just hang out afterwards and talk about it if anyone wants to. But
0: I I will because if, I yeah. am so hyped for this movie. Yeah. It's hard not to talk about this stuff right after you see it. Um, Did you see – it just came out today actually – Um. So the the rumor was that this new mutants movie has been plagued with reshoots. I've heard that. The director came out today and said there has been zero reshoots. Oh, really? He said that He said I don't know where this rumor got started, yeah. but there hasn't been any reshoots.
1: Huh. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is. And he said that he's like the basic reason why it's taken two, three years for this movie to come out uh-huh. is because Disney was buying Fox.
1: Yeah. He so was like had to sit on it forever. It got shelved. Yep.
0: And then finally, uh, whoever was in charge at Disney at the time was just like, they called him up, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to still make this movie? And the guy's like, yeah, it's like 75% done in editing, <laughs> so can we please finish this fucking movie? Yeah, right. So I'm really excited for it. It looks kind of spooky. Yep. New Mutants has always been one of my favorites. I love Magic. I think she is mm-hmm. just so rad. Lockheed has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Our little purple dragon friend- I didn't know that. Has it's been confirmed, crazy. so- It's just going to be a good time. Two Views is a great podcast, and we love doing events with them. We've done an endgame podcast with them. Go check that out in the episode section. Uh, So it should be a good time. Yep. And that's all I got. Bye. Thank you.
1: We're taking the Rugrats theme song. No, that's Doug. Oh, that's Doug.
0: <laughs> Rugrats is. Mm. <laughs> that's starting to sound familiar now that you're doing it. And then Rocco's Modern Life is. Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. And then Angry Beavers is. I would never know Angry Beavers. Oh. I can't think of it either. I know I think it's like a lot of like horns and stuff anyway. And we're angry beavers. That's it. <laughs> I missed Angry Beavers.